What's going on, Caps fans? Smee the Hockey Troll, and we have a great episode up for you today. We're going to be doing uh, talking about the NHL free agency trades, every signings, and um, also a little bit of Caps news that that happened uh, most recently. But I've been getting yelled at because I've not been able to uh, do my ad reads in time or our ad reads in time. So I have to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold and DraftKings has a medal worthy offer just for, for our listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 101 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 101 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters, and nearly limitless ways to get in on the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if an American wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-DEAL-WITH-IT. This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What is going on, Troll? Caps fans, hello. Absolutely, man. We got a good episode for everybody. Going to be talking about the NHL free agency that opened up. Uh, a little bit of Washington Capitals news. There's just some some minor to go over to kind of breeze over, I'd say. Um, yeah. And also, you know, any signings that have that have kind of happened throughout the uh, throughout the week. So, Paulie, I say we just like pop some tabs. I I sure as hell need one. Oh yeah. One, two, three. All right. So, Polly, I know you did a lot of the outline work as usual, as per usual. <laughs> uh what's uh so tell tell us about this whole thing, this uh this free agency debacle or or whatever we're right. getting into first, you tell me. All right. Well, um so a week ago from today as we're recording, Sunday, Nick Nicholas Jalmerson retired from the NHL. He played 14 seasons. Uh, he's 34 years old. That just goes to show you how crazy hockey is. 14 seasons. He's only 34. Yeah. He had uh, 172, 172 points in 821 regular season games with the Blackhawks and the Coyotes. 
and uh, 29 points in 137 Stanley Cup playoff games. Um, That's crazy. Pretty sure he was a a big part of that three and six team. Right. Yeah. For the for the Hawks. Um, yeah. Dude, speaking of age, it's so crazy because like when we have you know Carl on, he's like 33, I think, and I'm 34, and it's like, man, yeah. <laughs> I am just really great at life. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Yeah, so these guys really uh these guys put it in perspective for us, don't they? Absolutely, absolutely. No doubt. Um what's this about Darcy Kemper? Traded to the Avs? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, speaking of uh former Coyotes in the uh inability to sign Philip Grubauer, former cap, the Colorado Avalanche picked up Darcy Kemper in a trade for Connor Timmins and a first round pick in next year's NHL draft and a conditional third round pick in 2024. I know Joe Sackick had said they wanted to sign Gruby, but they just couldn't meet him to where he wanted to be paid. Um, so they had to go after, you know, an established guy. Kemper's pretty, uh, he's pretty good. And, you know, I guess we'll just transition. With that, speaking of Grubauer, we just got news today that his contract was rejected by the NHL. Um, it violated the league's front-loading contract. So the big issue was his $1.5 million increase from 2022 to 2020, or 2022 and 23 to the next season, 23-24, exceeded the 25% increase limit. Um, so I guess it, it it's reading to me like they want the contracts to be more front loaded and this is heading more towards a back load, I guess. Yeah, so and he, I think he signed for like what five ish? Uh yeah, I believe it was five years. Well no, um, I mean five million a year. Um uh, well no, okay, six years. Three point five or thirty five point four million, so five point nine annual average value. So yeah, just just under six, and obviously they spread that out strategically. And right. the way they tried to do it was not okay. And Seattle still has rights to him; they're just going to have to restructure it for the NHL to approve it. Gotcha. Um, interesting. Interesting. So. That's like the Kraken's first ding. Right? Yeah, it didn't take long. It took, <laughs> right? uh, what, a week and a half? <laughs> Dude, so, and going back to the Arizona thing, you know how they forfeited their first-round picks for, yeah. like, three years for scouting early? I'm, I wonder... So, I, can they can trade that pick? I don't. I don't get it. That's a good question. Yeah. Um I don't know. I it they didn't they're receiving picks in the trade. Right. from Colorado. Um, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like so can they get that? Like they can they use that, I guess, if they trade for it? Yeah, I mean, I guess it it sounds like they forfeit their pick, but they can acquire other picks. I mean, they're still paying for something that they should get anyways. Right. So Yeah, I mean, 
Makes sense. So now yeah. instead of having two first round picks next year, they'll only have the one they get from the Avalanche. Right. 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 Interesting. But yeah, so that I just thought that was kind of a a I didn't know, so I was I figured that you might. But uh, anyways, uh, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, Je- <laughs> so Eichel refused surgery by the Sabers, right? Yeah, so the the statement that he and his team put out uh, basically was saying that you know he wanted this certain type of surgery and the Sabers wouldn't uh, wouldn't go with it. Obviously, this guy can afford it, but you know who knows what the contract situation is if they have to clear it, or maybe it's just you know he's an employee, so he wants his insurance to cover it, so the Sabers have to cover it. You know, they have to approve it in order for it to happen, but. Basically, um, if he gets the surgery, he'll be ready to play in time. And so it's sounding a lot like they're kind of refusing the surgery so that they don't have to move him and he's not playing. <laughs> I mean, did you read the statement? Is that kind of how it feels to you? Yeah, but well, I, I saw the thing released by his agent that was like, it's not working, like he needs the surgery or whatever. And I didn't in the statement see that they outright denied it though but that is that what you read well i think they said they they kept like recommending against it and they're they're not they're wanting a different type of surgery the surgery he wants they said he'd be ready by the time the season starts but they won't give it a go weird dude kind of a scumbag move by the sabers yeah it really is i mean it's it seems to me to be a ploy to keep him off the ice until they can make a move or basically <laughs> it's like the classic. If we can't have him, you can't have him. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and speaking of former Sabres, Evander Kane being investigated by the NHL for allegedly betting on games. Now this is a hundred percent allegedly by a, estranged ex-wife I get I mean or a str- soon to be ex-wife uh, she went to social media and basically put him on blast uh, what a shit show I mean the NHL this offseason has been an absolute circus I mean this yeah it really year, has really yeah I mean and a lot of people were making a good point on Twitter you know the NHL is crickets on this whole Blackhawk situation Right. But they released a statement immediately about Evander Kane and right. betting. Of course. Of course. Uh, I mean, you know, and I've. So Thursday, my Thursday, uh, my Thursday rant on the Hockey Troll Hip Check is going to be just about how, like, I basically hate everyone on social media when it comes to hockey. I don't dis- I don't agree with, like, 99% of the people that I, of tweets that I see. Maybe that's me just being a contrarian, but at the same time, like, they should definitely investigate it. Don't get me wrong. But he's obviously having, like, troubles with his ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife, his wife. And who knows what all is true. And you could definitely, I guess, speculate because he had to go into bankruptcy and there was a gambling issue there. So like things make sense, but shit show. I mean, none of it, this is all just like accusations at this point. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
it could be a scorned lover or it could right. be 100% true. I mean, right. I don't know how you you get to the bottom of this. Um, <laughs> right. I would hope that if, if he was doing it, he was as anonymous as possible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Pete Rose still wasn't allowed in the MLB Hall of Fame. So, you know, leagues don't take this kind of thing lightly. Sure. Of course not. Um, well, and and I do agree. Like, they should have – the. The league is yet to really say anything much about the the Blackhawks thing. Yeah, and they've still pretty much never truly addressed the uh, Penguin situation that right. broke and back in like March or so. so yeah, with former you know. <laughs> Nailers coach Clark Donatelli yeah. uh, groping his like assistant coach's wife in a in a in a car. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, so weird uh, and. Just scumbag shit that the league can't be bothered by. And yet hockey is for everyone, right? Yeah, I mean, welcome to the NHL where sexual assault crickets, but if you bet on a game, you might ruin your life. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. All right, well, moving on. Verona, tell us about our boy. So arbitration opened up, and, um, you know, there, there were – quite a few people but really the only one who um, I felt was really relevant is former Caps Twitter sweetheart Jacob Verana he filed <laughs> for arbitration so you know we'll have to check out and see if he's going to make more money than he's going to like if he gets more than he's scheduled to be paid right. or if he gets less <laughs> yeah uh, the thing about it is that you know how these things go usually it's like the team says four million. The the player says five, and they settle on four and a half. But yeah, the thing with this is is that we got rid of Rana for a multitude of reasons. But the the I think that the business side of it was that Mantha provided a little bit more cap certainty, and he was like a year younger, I think. Um, but you know, that cap certainty was, was key, right? Especially in this era of the flat cap, which is a total bitch, by the way. Um, so if Verona comes in for comparable, like less even than what Mantha's getting paid, which I doubt will happen. I don't think that'll happen. But it's definitely something that Caps Nation should probably take a look at because then we'll see like what G, uh, Brian McClellan's really worth, right? I mean, he, he shipped him off. He was, Verona was having some trouble with, with Lavi, which, you know, he's had trouble with every coach that he's played for. So I just, uh, it's interesting to see. And I, I'm, I'm, I'll be keeping an eye on that for sure to see how much he actually gets, because that was, I think the, the biggest justification for making that move. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we'll be, we'll be following it and, and tweeting it out. So, you know, if you get our news from us, yeah, if you do that, God bless you, and uh, you know, reevaluate yourself. But um, uh, you know, we'll be tweeting it out, and uh, we'll we'll be spreading the word once we find out how his results come in. Absolutely. Um, it looks like Mark Andre Fleury will play for Chicago. Yeah, I thought it was really weird that everybody was like, "Is he going to play? Will he retire now that he's been traded to Chicago?" I feel like if you've watched Mark Andre Fleury throughout his career, 
to me, it was no question he's going to play for this team. Like, yeah, Mark Andre Fleury loves the game, and he's not going to like back away just because he got traded to a team who hasn't made the playoffs the last couple of years. Yeah, I don't know what it is with these shitbag Vegas fans, but they just need drama. Yeah, actually, so I saw this. There was this tweet, and it was like, "Oh, hockey's for everyone." And then they listed these things, and it was the first three were racism and sexual assault based. So those were very good points. Yeah. And then the next two points were flurry got traded to the Blackhawks and Tom Wilson exists in the NHL. And I was just like, <laughs> I, you know, like obviously everybody knows how we feel about Tom Wilson and uh, we love him. And it's kind of ridiculous to think that he shouldn't be allowed in the NHL, but like, <laughs> How is Flurry being traded to Chicago a violation of hockey is for everyone? I mean, it was a hockey trade. No one was harmed in any way. Yeah, unless we're missing I mean, something. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, yeah, I get it. Flurry is he's lovable and uh no one wants to see him play for a team that's struggling, but uh what? <laughs> And here's the thing. Fleury's coming off. I, I knew he would play because he's coming off a fucking like season best, like one of his best seasons ever. Yeah. He, he won the Vesna, didn't he? Yeah. So like, you know, how do you not, how do you not play? Get, continue that. I mean, so do you think they, do you think they moved him because he's getting older and they thought now's our chance to get some value out of it, which I don't think they even got a whole lot out of it, but, I don't think yeah, they got anything they're... except cap relief out of it. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that must be it. Cap relief, and you know, I, they've got Leonard as a backup, so they have a solid, you know, plan B. But it's kind of weird to have a guy win the Vesna and get traded without him asking for it. Right. Uh, I mean, like I said, I think it was just they're strapped for cash. I mean, they've been spending to the max. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Let's get into this whole free agency thing. It has been I I it's got my head spinning, dude. Free agency in the NHL this year has been so nuts. It's exciting, yeah. but holy shit, things are like there's going to be a lot of differences to many teams next season. Um some good, some bad. So, let's just start from the top with the Ducks. What do you got here? Well, so they're bringing back Getzlav, Ryan Getzlav, for one year at $4.5 million. He's their captain. Uh, I would assume he's going to keep the C on, even though they're not confident with keeping him for longer than a year. Um, I was a little surprised that they kept him. I, it it kind of seemed like people thought he was going to move, but then again, not surprised because he's their captain, and probably you look back on their history, he's one of their, like, main franchise guys right 4.5 for one year for ryan's get gets lost oh, that's a lot <laughs> good for At them this good point, for him yeah yeah um real quick let me just address some some questions here tj henry you know this guy um is there is a podcast called the hockey Chill? no that's my uh that's my segment on thursdays it's our that's our quote-unquote think pieces so uh you know we hurt ourselves a lot doing those. So please tune in. Um, and Marcus Hunt, 
the third beta podcast on here is y'all. I I don't know if that's I mean that could go both ways. That could be third best, maybe is what he was trying to say. And if the, if that's true, thank you very much. If it's the third beta, you know what? I'll take that because at least we're not the worst, the most beta. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, and at least we're not like Omega. At least we're beta, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you've if you've ever read Brave New World, you know, beta is still pretty good. You get down to the 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 gamma and the epsilons, then you start really going down the ladder. So I'll I'll take beta, even if you mean it in a mean way. <laughs> wow, Polly's Polly's really just flexing his big brain shit over here. Brave new world. Uh, quite the quite the scholar you are, apparently. Um, <laughs> anyways, <Yeah>. though, <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes, Coyotes, uh, Carter Hutton and Ryan Dezingle each signed for one year. Uh, no financials were disclosed. Um, they might be available now, but. You know, that's cool, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, Zingle's been floating around a lot. Right. And Carter Hutton uh, showed some promise, I think, with Buffalo. Was that who he was with? And uh, Yeah. Yeah, so they had to find a replacement for Kemper, and that's what they did. I think that's a bit of a Band-Aid, but hey, who knows what works out. It's a one-year, so, you know, every time a one-year contract signed it's it's basically a, a year-long tryout as far as i see it yeah and you know uh speaking of former buffalo goaltenders uh linus allmark signed with boston okay and they also picked up veteran nick felino uh boston seems to really be preparing for a, a win now situation i mean their core is getting older Except for pasta, and even pasta is kind of getting up there. So uh, I would agree. Uh, I think they're loading up pretty big. They're going to be pretty tough in the Atlantic next season. Uh, and I think that they really basically are looking at Tampa Bay is like, okay, we need to beat them. Yeah. What did the Sabres do? Well, <laughs> they picked up uh, Vinny Henestroza one year for 1.05. Um, I think both of us had picked him as who we thought Seattle would take yeah. from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my my main reason putting this in there is that I think he makes the third former Notre Dame player on Buffalo, so they're becoming uh, mini South Bend up there in Buffalo. <laughs> uh, the Flames signed Blake Coleman. That's big. Six years, twenty nine point four million. It's a big contract. Uh, it is, and you know, I, I think he's earned it. He's been pretty clutch these last two seasons. Yeah, especially with the special teams, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, interesting to see that he will not be a weapon that Tampa Bay can use, though. Yeah, um, and we'll get to Tampa Bay on some of their signings that are uh, one particularly interesting. Uh, moving down the alphabet, a uh, team that is getting plenty of talk. Um, we'll save the big one for last, but they really seem to want to shore up the defensive side. They picked up Ian Cole for a year at 2.9 million and then, uh, beefing up the net with Antti Ranta and Frederick Anderson. And the one that is making news, they signed Tony D'Angelo one year, 1 million. Uh, this guy's obviously in his personal life, a scumbag. Uh, maybe they think. <laughs> 
let's give this guy a chance. Maybe they think I don't care about his personal stuff because he can play hockey. Um, they obviously have a gap to fill because they let Dougie Hamilton walk. Uh, but, uh, you know, if this guy does anything other than play hockey, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, I'm wondering what the what the meeting's like with them. Like, all right, let me see your Twitter. Deleted. Like, <laughs> Right. Stay off the fucking internet, douchebag. So, I mean, kind of disappointing, honestly, to see the Hurricanes do this. I, mean, I, I don't like it. Um, but we'll see him in the – I mean, Tom Wilson might have something to say to him. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, or – you know, now he'll be in the same call or same division as Ryan Reeves. That could, uh, that could be a little more justice there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on down though to the Blue Jackets. Look, dude, this guy that we're going to talk about, Patrick Line, how does he walk around with the fucking balls the size of fucking grapefruits between his legs? Just, you know, He's got to be bow-legged as fuck. Accepted the qualifying offer of $7.5 million for one year. This, I mean, I have so much respect for Patrick Line because he bets on himself every single time. And he's always come out on top. I mean, the dude's a stud. He's a great, great player. But I, to, to con- I mean, at this point, you would think somebody's willing. And, and I get flat cap and, you know, he's going to be expensive. 7.5 is a good chunk of change. But I think that's an underpay, and he must think that he's got five, six more years where if he proves himself in Columbus, he's going to get, you know, nine for five or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if he, you know, if he goes off as like a 40 goal season or something like he's obviously able to do. Right. He's looking at a big payday, and I agree. I mean, he's he's got guts of steel here and just, he, I mean, uh, luckily he's still young enough that a bad season, he's still going to get signed and stuff, but you know, he's getting to the point in his career where he's going to want to lock down something term and he just keeps rolling the dice and (laughs) betting on Pat. Yeah. Good for him, man. I love it. I love to see that. I mean, no one else does this. I don't, I can't think of another pro sniper, who does this? I mean, it seems like they don't have to. Like, all these guys who can bury are just so sought after that people are just throwing them term and money. Uh, obviously, now that there's no, you know, now there's like a, a flat cap, it, it's it's a little tougher. But still, you would think that somebody would, would have something, right? Like for him? Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a guy like Patrick Line there's got to be at least 10 teams that would take him in a heartbeat or make room to take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, no doubt. All right, moving on. Dallas Stars, uh, man, this one stings a bit. But I guess in the end for the Caps fans, it turned out okay. Uh, well, first off, Ryan Suter, four years, $14.6 million. Uh, kind of makes sense. Uh, he gets bought out by the Wild and then get, goes to Dallas for a discount. That's a good pickup by Dallas. I think that they did a good job there. Um, Braden Holpe, though, one year, two million, man. What the fuck? I, you know, 
we're going to pay that two million for both our goalies this this upcoming season. But his name was definitely linked to the Caps when they didn't know the the finality of of Vitek Vanacek coming back. Which, sorry, I I I buried the lead there, but. That's okay. You know, I, I'm sure most people who are listening have heard the news by now. <laughs> right. uh, I did get a little excited seeing he'd be available and we had that goalie need. Um, I love Holtz. I think at this point we're better off with what we're going to have this season. Yeah. But if we had signed him, I, I would have been number one cheerleader for him. Yeah. And, you know, that's another situation. Dallas Stars went after guys who were bought out. Holpe was also bought out, so he's going to be made whole or close to uh, with the with the contract that he's he's get, he's going to be paid with the buyout money as well. So he's probably going to be netting around four million uh, on this deal. So good for him. Uh, but moving on, Edmonton Oilers Zach Hyman. So Toronto gives up Hyman seven years, dude. The Oilers just said, "Fuck it, let's go for it." They must think yeah, he's I mean, a big key. Yeah, I mean, they're wanting to, you know, build around McDavid, give him the weapons. Because, you know, when, when they shut down, when Winnipeg shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, they, they had nothing. Right. They need that, that one-two punch, and they're looking for two. So we'll see what Hyman can do in Edmonton. And, you know, they – uh the Edmonton Oilers obviously signed Duncan Keith, so add a little bit of veteran leadership to the blue line. So interesting stuff. They also signed Tyson Berry to a three-year contract. He Barry is a is he a forward or is he a defenseman? He's a defenseman, but you yeah. know he's a you know a John Carlson, PK Subban, you know big offensive contributor. Yeah, so he was getting a little buried in. Uh, not pun intended in Colorado. So, you know, in the avalanche. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, uh, I think this is a good move for him. He's probably going to be able to put up some good offensive numbers with his team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's still got a lot left in the tank and, you know, again, um, that's something they need is offensive help for McDavid. Yeah, no doubt. So who's next? Uh, so LA, um, <laughs> uh, Philip Denault, six years, 33 million. And, uh, again, uh, Notre Dame, TJ Tynan and goaltender Garrett Sparks. They each signed one year, two way contracts for 750,000. Yeah. That just made it cause he was a Notre Dame guy. Um, okay. So here's the thing about Garrett. I mean, I'm just going to ignore your bullshit here, but, uh, <laughs> Garrett Sparks, showed a lot of promise. It's interesting that he's on a two way here. I figured he, I think the, I think that the NHL might see a lot of Garrett Sparks. Yeah. I mean, they've got a pretty good goalie system going on with, uh, Cal Peterson. Uh, I'm not sure who their backup is right now, but, oh, no, they've got Jonathan quick and Cal Peterson. So, I mean, right. you know, so I think that's why they signed him to two way contract. Cause they've got a young stud and a veteran. And, you know, they, this gives the kid a, Plenty of time to develop and, you know, not sit behind anybody, but uh, they're also saving a lot of money. Yeah, it, and I, I completely forgot about Cal Peterson, so that makes more sense now. Um, 
What'd the Wild do? So the Wild picked up Alex Goligoski one year for five million, and uh, Frederick uh, Gaudreau two years, two point four million. And you know the season they had this year, I think they're they're in a good spot moving forward. And Goligoski, he's had his struggles, but also his success. So you know a change of scenery might be enough to really get him back to what's expected of him. Yeah, and are these the guys that are going to uh, replace Suter? And was it Parise? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they bought them out. So interesting stuff here. I'm not sure too much about Frederick Gaudreau, but uh, young in, by any means. So interesting stuff. The Canadians, Mike Hoffman, three years, 13.5. David Savard, four years, 14 mil. And Armia, four years, 13. So, like, really similar contracts here for all these guys. Uh, a re-sign with Armia and Savard, I believe. Um, Hoffman, though, he was a free agent. Is that right? Yeah. He, um, you know, he was down in Florida. Yeah. I believe was the last team he was with. And I think he did pretty well down there. It really worked out for him that the the Senators moved him amongst all that drama a few years back. Um, I mean, he's he's still a very good player, and the Canadians showed that they're obviously relevant, way more relevant than everybody thought, minus Bayou Benders, who said they might win the Cup within a couple of years, or <laughs> at the very least before Toronto. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, those are some good signings, and plus, you know uh, – Shea Weber may never play again, and right. Corey Perry, as we'll get to, is no longer with the team. So, you know, they've got some some gaps to fill, and they probably wanted to get some guys locked up before they have to start paying the young kids like Cole yeah. Caulfield. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So kind of basically just kind of switching, retooling, if you will, for the Canadians, adding a bit of uh, – well, shoring up things and then adding a bit of veteran leadership, if you will, as long as Hoffman's girlfriend stays out of the picture. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a menace. Yeah. The Predators, though, Michael Granlund. So this is a guy that may was speculated as a May test free agency, but they get him for four years at $20 million. That's a pretty good deal for probably like a, a, a high three or number two center. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think Nashville's they're probably just trying to hold on to whatever they can right now because they are probably in a rebuild. They, mm-hmm. uh, they've fallen off drastically since that cup loss. And, you know, I would think they're just holding on whatever talent they can. So they don't end up like Buffalo as they're rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the New Jersey devils, part of the metropolitan division, Dougie Hamilton just termed him just was like, Whatever you want, Dougie. Uh, seven years, $63 million. And then Jonathan Bernier, who last year at deadline was speculated to move. I think the Caps were looking at him. I mean, the, uh, goaltender f- for two years, $8.25 million. Both these Both these guys get paid. I think that this is uh, it's a lot of money to throw around. Um, and I, do I think that Dougie Hamilton makes the New Jersey Devils better? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Bernier kind of gives them a little bit of veteran leadership in a place where they definitely need it in the net. So interesting to see. I wonder if, do you think Bernier starts? 
Um, I wouldn't think so. Uh, I mean, maybe if he has a really good camp. I mean, they're paying him a pretty solid chunk. Right. Uh, is is Mackenzie Blackwood still their goalie? See, that's the thing. I, I think so. Like, so I don't know. I, I I I'm not sure. Like I said, my head's spinning. Who knows at this point who what player is on what team, <laughs> except for the Washington Capitals. But uh, you know, I know them pretty well. But like, yeah, I don't. That I feel like that's a starter's wage. Yeah, and I think you know now now that we talk about it more based on what's gone on the last couple of years, I'd say that net that net's open. You know, it, it's open for for competition, and even if it's not Bernier as the starter, he's probably going to get. Maybe they'll go with the the two headed monster that's starting to get a lot of popularity around the NHL. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Who's next? The Rangers signed Patrick Nemeth for three years. Um, You know, they haven't had a whole lot of big signings. They did just grab, like we said, Reeves in a trade. Uh, Ottawa, they signed Michael Delzato to a two-year contract. I feel like he's really floated around since his early success with the Rangers, I think. Yeah, well, he was a duck. Uh, I believe it was the Ducks, then the Rangers. Most recently. Yeah, most recently the Rangers. Um, he was a, a heavy-hitting guy. I, I like to see it. Uh, so definitely something so – that's a player that could definitely help Ottawa. And I can't believe you're just going to breeze through Ryan Reeves being signed by the Rangers. We have them opening uh, Oh, well, actually, yeah, we were going to talk about that later in the episode. but Okay, yeah. I'll All right, mean, well, yeah. No, we'll, no, we'll we'll table it. We'll table it. More on Reeves later. Right. That's the second time we mentioned though. But um, okay, the Flyers, they're buying, selling. They're doing so many things. I mean, they 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 booted Nolan, Gossabier. Um, pretty sure, pretty sure they got rid of Voracek too. Is that did I hear that right? Yeah. Um, and now they've replaced it with uh. Keith Yandel, a one-year 900K, and then Martin Jones to a one-year $2 million contract. I mean, whew, that's interesting. I don't – what do they see? And I mean, look, okay, Yans, that's fine. But what do they see in Martin Jones? Um, well, one cup run in his career, um, a lot of scrutiny, a lot of um, criticism – I think it's interesting that they would take him on, but maybe with Carter Hart having his struggles, they think having Martin Jones would be enough to fill the gaps without having the pressure of being a starter. Look, I, I don't know. I I think it's interesting that anyone would sign Martin Jones based on his past success, but maybe or lack thereof. But you know, I mean, he's still NHL caliber, so maybe they they think he just needs new shot Carter Hart has if he loses the net to Martin Jones man I don't know what the fuck that kid's gonna do uh he had so much promise and played so well Carter Hart did and I'm wondering if he bounces back next season I kind of hope he does you know that's a Metro Division foe uh but they're I think they're I think they're in rebuild territory man like getting rid of all the pieces that they have uh They've also gotten rid of like young pieces as well. 
So after seeing their flop last season, I, I just I think that they've had enough and they and they're just going a completely different direction, it seems. Um but really interesting stuff. They probably aren't done yet. They gotta be buying here within the next month, I'd say. We're we're probably gonna hear something crazy about they picked up somebody. Yeah, I expect from here on out the two teams to have the most activity to be Seattle and Philly. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins signed Brock McGinn for four years, $11 million. You know, the Penguins are in the same boat as the Capitals. We've got no cap space. We've got no fucking money. And we're in the twilight of our stars' careers. So it's win now always. They're retooling their depth. Uh, not even retooling. They're just moving pieces around on their depth. That That's all that is. Um, I hope he does terrible. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> San Jose gets Nick Benino and James Reimer uh, for two years. Interesting. I think that's a that's probably an improvement, even though Nick Benino is a little older, uh, and so is Reimer. But uh, interesting stuff there. The Kraken, though. As we... As we've talked about, Philip Grubauer, six years, 35.5, getting paid. Good for you, Grubes. Um, Alex Winberg, a three-year. Well, but Grubauer currently, um, they, I mean, they may keep that number, but they're going to have to restructure the contract. Right, as we've covered previous. I mean, I don't think that they're going to be like, oh, you need less or more. You know, I mean, I don't, they're not, I don't think that Grubauer would stand for saying like, yeah, I signed like for 35-5. You're going to give me 35-5. You're just going to have to give me more in the beginning. Um, yeah. Winberg signed a three-year, $13.5 million contract. And Jaden Schwartz signed a five-year, $27.5 million contract. Uh, those are the guys they're building around. I mean, you know, we saw like a few of the keepers that we would have taken, but everybody else is probably for sale. Uh, the Seattle Kraken are slowly solidifying a core, it seems. And they have a lot of space left. Yeah. St. Louis. Oh, sorry. Uh, Did you have something? No, no. Go ahead. (laughs) The Blues signed Brandon uh, Brandon Saad for five years, 22.5. I mean, this guy just, he can't get rid of this guy. He's the gift that keeps on giving. And he gets paid every single time. Yeah, he had a pretty good year um, in Colorado this season. I know... Against Vegas, you know, he had a pretty important goal that made it look like the Avs would win. It was either game five or game six. Yeah, he stays relevant. I think he's only early 30s. He's still got some years on him. And given his talent and his age, five years at 22.5 million, that seems friendly to both team and player. And unfortunately for Avalanche fans, they're going to be seeing a whole lot of him for five years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tampa Bay signs Brian Elliott. <clears throat> sure. Up in, I guess, cause they need a goalie, uh, a backup one year, 900 K. Uh, Pierre Edouard du or, uh, Belmar two years, $2 million. Zach Bogosian three years to 2.55. And Corey Perry for two years, one million per year. Th- this is definitely a let's stay relevant and get a get a three peat here 
moves and why not you can only you can only go for three after you've won two in a row yeah absolutely they're they're not going to get this chance probably ever again um another former avalanche player there with bellamar uh he's he's been such a big piece of that team uh they're getting a real valuable guy there elliot he's had a pretty good career and he'll be a very solid backup at Corey perry Lose to the same. It, this is a, this feels almost like a, a Marion Hosa situation, right? Um, you know, lose the, the same team two years in a row, and now you're gonna. So he loses the same team in the middle of uh, a back to back, playing for different teams, and now he ends up with them. This definitely is the closest thing to Marion Hosa in the history of the NHL. Yeah, except in Perry's. Um... In Perry's case, he's trying to just stay playing hockey. Marion Hosa was like in his prime chasing cups. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Marion Hosa was pulling like a, you know, like a LeBron James situation. <laughs> um, Corey Perry just doesn't want to retire and wants to grab another, another cup. You know, I feel like this one was a little more cup motivated than like the Canadian signing, but in you know, two years, I'd be surprised if he gets another contract after this. Yeah. And he, he's probably thinking this is it. Right, right. Which, that's good. He's hungry. Um, I, for one, wouldn't mind seeing Tampa Bay 3 Pete. I've never seen it in my life. Uh, so, I think that probably the last time that's happened was the Islanders. And they did four. The Oilers. Oh, yeah, the Oilers. You're right. Yeah. The well, I was going to say, you know, in the 70s and the 80s, hell, everybody was doing four in a row. Right. The Canadians, yeah, the Canadians. and Canadians. Yeah. But the, the yeah. torch was passed from the Islanders into the to the Oilers, it seems. And then they went off with the whole Gretzky guy, that guy, you know, yeah. that guy who's soon to be irrelevant. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Irrelevant. I, I think that's a stretch. <laughs> All right. The Maple Leafs. Okay, I have a I really like this guy, Peter Mrazek, 3 years, 11.4 million. I've been a strong supporter of Peter Mrazek his whole career. I think that he's just, you know, he's a bit of a head case as all goalies are, but I always thought that like he had so much more potential than what he showed what it what whatever came to fruition. So, interesting that the, the Leafs have decided to take a gamble on him. I think that this is probably the best team that he's been on cuz he went from Carolina uh, then to, well, Carolina pre their resurgence, then Detroit, and I believe that's it, Toronto. Is that right? He went from uh, Carolina, right? No, he was. He just came from Carolina. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was Detroit, yeah. Carolina, the Maple Leafs. So yeah, good for him. Wish him the best. Uh. You know, but when that guy when that guy shits the bed, he shits the bed hard and for like ten games. So, you know, that's probably a good one two punch uh, needed there from from the Maple Leafs as far as the two headed monster of, of goaltending. But we'll see how this pans out in eighty two game season next season. The Vancouver Canucks signed Haroslav Halak. Uh, can't believe I just said his name on this podcast, but it <laughs> happened. Uh, one year contract. Uh, 1.5 million and then 1.5 in performance bonus el- eligibility. It's interesting. They dump Holtby and get Halak 
I I can't say that's a great move. I it's it's a move, you know, it is it is a move and it's cheaper. You know, they're saving 500k. Well, another they're, they're saving close to a mil with this move. Uh so, you know, and they they picked they they made a couple moves as well getting some guys, so interesting to see what the Canucks can do next season with, with their new roster, new shiny roster and goalies. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, they also signed uh, Luke Shen to a two year deal. Right. Toughening up a little bit. Love to see it. Yeah. They, uh, they need it with a guy like, you know, like Quinn Hughes and Petters in there. Right. Yeah. They're not going to be able to defend themselves at all. Uh, no. The Vegas Golden Knights, Alec Martinez, three years, Matthias Janmark for one year, two million, and Laurent Brassoit, Brassoi, Brasso, I don't know, two years. Finance terms not disclosed, but uh, Alec Martinez. I mean, I still think he's got a little bit in the tank to go. So they're paying for it at about five million a year, five point two five. But We'll see how that pans out. Yanmark, that's a good depth move, and, and same with this Broussard guy. So, the the Vegas Golden Knights spinning the cap to only get beaten every year. Let's continue that. I'm not sure it's enough to get him over the hump. If yeah, I um I love seeing them lose in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, if. if- there's only one Vegas team I want to see have success, and they wear uh, silver and black. Right. And if Patches, if if Max Pacioretty can't get you over the hump, I'm not really sure what will. Right. Yeah, I mean, Maybe he's time. Stud. Maybe time. How about that? Like 40 years, 50 years. Yeah. Like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Let's go to let's jump to Winnipeg and we'll cover the Capitals in in the uh, Washington wraparound here coming up next. But uh, Paul Stastny extends one year, three point seven million dollars. That's that's good for Stastny. Yeah, and they also picked up uh, Riley Nash. Oh, nice! So some good depth moves there. Um, yeah, even though Stastny is still like pretty relevant, man. When is that guy going to retire? He just seems older than he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is old. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's get into the Washington wraparound real quick. All right, so Caps fans, it happened, and I know that last Thursday we we had been teasing it and probably saying like, "Oh, it might happen," but on what was it like Tuesday? Ovi, he's staying in DC. Five years, nine point five. I I love it. Look, there's gonna be so many people that are gonna shit on this, and like people already said he's overrated and all this other bullshit. But they're fucking idiots. Ovechkin for night for the same salary cap as he had before. Basically, he's in DC for five more years. That puts him at thirty three goals a season to break the scoring record. Doable, absolutely. Especially when he's gonna ding up like sixty next season. Oh, God. <laughs> How good That'd be that so be? great. Yeah, seriously. Dude just needs to stay healthy, and he can bomb in 33 goals a season, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, 20 power play goals and 
13 to 15 even strength. I, I think that's possible. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. If he goes 40, 40, 40, you know, the last two years, he's skating on his ass making those happen. Right. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I don't mind this at all. Obviously, it would have been great to see him do like a five for five, and then maybe we could have got Granlund. <laughs> yeah. But I'll take it. I'll take it. He didn't, you know, what were we talking about, dude? I was like, I saw the cap after, um, after, after some moves were made. Like, okay, we have 13 million. That's all going to Ovi for X amount of years, right? Three to five, I would say. I I truly thought 13 million was where it was going to land or close to. He didn't do it. He stayed somewhat humble and got 9-5 and his, his he's going to basically in 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 his career with Backstrom with or in his, this next contract with Backstrom. Yeah, I think he signed one year longer than Backstrom, but I'm yeah. sure Backstrom will probably sign one more to come back. Right. Right. And the Caps will give it to him. And if they don't, fuck oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Brendan Dillon, though, traded to Winnipeg for a second-round pick, both 22 and 23. Here's the thing about Brendan Dillon, man. I liked Brendan Dillon. We both liked Brendan Dillon. We, you know, a lot of people he, – he had some bad plays that turned out to be pivotal, but what defenseman doesn't? He was physical. He could skate. He could also push the play. He's going to be a really good addition to Winnipeg and their style. For sure. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. And, you know, when we did our division realignment, that would have been, uh, I mean, Winnipeg would is, is a force to be reckoned with, right? Uh, in in yeah. the inner division. Um, but this is really – and so, okay, so Brendan Dillon, that gets traded off. We shed that $4 million a year cap for, what is it, three or four more years. That's a good thing. We need to do it to sign Ovi, and now we have a little bit of flex in the cap to do maybe one or one more move depending on what happens. Um, and then we turn around and trade for VTech Vanacek acquired from Seattle for Winnipeg's 2023 second round pick uh, acquired in the Dylan trade. So technically we, I think in the, I think that the caps really wanted the Kraken to take Dylan or defenseman, any defenseman Schultz even, right? But they didn't. They took VTech. And Brendan Dillon was, I think, the guy that everybody wanted to go. And I wouldn't have minded it because, again, the, the cap hits heavy. So what does Brian McClellan do? He flips him for two picks, gives one pick to Vanacek, and, or for Vanacek, and he retains a second round. So basically, he got rid of he, – he did what he initially expected to do and got a pick for it. I, yeah, I like I it. I mean, it's um, it's it's a it's a net gain here. It seems to be that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, good GMing there, making the best out of a really shitty situation. And in fact, we ended up winning it. I think that we we got assets back. You know, it may not be a bona fide top pairing defenseman or even top four defenseman, uh, but at the same time, it, we're not left empty-handed. It's interesting to see that the Kraken now. The G, all GMs have learned the lesson because they're just, you know, this is a perfect example. After the Vegas thing, uh, where GMs were shitting their pants and just like, okay, we'll give you the pick before the draft just to make sure. Like, so basically, uh, Vegas just had a, a bunch of threats that could be empty 
you know, they were just out here threatening people and trying to strong arm them into stuff where this year all the GMs were like, fucking do it. I dare you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then the Kraken did it. And this is a perfect example of like what a good GM can do. So I give, I give McClellan an A plus on this, on this move. Yeah. I, um, I completely agree. I've got nothing to add. You, you hit it on the head. All right. Well, just to wrap this up, we've got Ryan Reeves traded to the Rangers, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is an this is obviously a response to the whole Tom Wilson Panarin situation last year, and this just goes to show. I mean, I, I know people say this all the time, but Tom Wilson really does live rent free because the Rangers just made moves to bring in a guy who gets scratched all the time has very limited potential as a scorer and, you know, he's just there to hit and fight, which, you know, I don't hate that as a hockey fan. Um, But, you know, it's not like, it's not like Wilson's scared of this guy. They have fought multiple times. They've hit each other multiple times. Like, yeah, it's going to be a battle. And maybe even Reeves does get the best of Tom Wilson. Okay. So the Rangers made this move for four games. Right. And here's the, here's how I'll sum it up. Tom Wilson wins Stanley Cups. Ryan Reeves eats hot dogs in the fucking press box and loses Stanley Cups. They are not the yep. same. They are not the same. <laughs> not at all. Um, and, you know, before we just there, – there were a few more signings by the Caps before okay, we, yeah. we call it. Yeah, um, they they signed a couple of two way contracts, and you know I think these are gonna they're gonna spend most of their time in Hershey. But Hunter, she- Hunter Shepard, Dylan McKillar, Mick Mickelrath, maybe McKillarith, um, McKillarith, Matt Irwin, and Lucas Johansson. So you know uh, reloading the stables, and you know we already talked about the draft, we, what we got going on there, but. The, um, you know, Hershey's staying well stocked. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, Lucas Johansson was a pretty high pick back in the day. So we're interested to see how he's going to pan out. But with, uh, with everything else that's happened, I mean, good stuff. Things are moving. Um, only like what, 70 days until the next season. So, you know, lots to look yep. forward to, Caps fans, especially OV being in DC. <laughs> He's back, um, baby. Yeah, absolutely. So, Caps fans, uh, we're going to cut it here. We're a little long today. But, uh, you know, if you like the podcast, rate us five stars only. Five stars only. And uh, until next, until Thursday, where we have our think pieces, I'm going to be talking about how I hate everyone on Twitter. And Polly is going to talk about surprise and free agency. Yep. All right. Well, we'll be streaming this, but uh, until Thursday, have a great week, Caps fans. Hockey Control, Bully Cupcakes, signing out. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. 
Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.